It could be horribly cringy or a little weird It could be everything on earth that you have ever feared But no matter what, you'll be asking WTF did I just watch? Welcome to the WTF Did I Just Watch Horror Podcast, where we talk about the dark, the cringy, the weird, the popular, and maybe not so popular horror movies that are hard to watch. My name is Justin, and I'll be your host for this journey through Haddonfield tonight. And thanks for joining us on what is sure to be a divisive and polarizing episode, a movie that's slashing its way through theaters right now maybe even slashing its way through Peacock, who knows. Of course, we're talking about not my not my high school career, but we're talking about Halloween ends. And boy, does it. Maybe. Or does it? I don't know. We'll talk about it. Stay tuned to find out. Right? Okay. So joining us on this journey tonight through Haddonfield, we have our resident scream queen, the whore, the whore of, gore, of gore, Chaney. I like it. What's up, guys? <laughs> nice. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Next up, we have a non-horror fan bringing a fresh perspective, a perspective that we fail to look at sometimes because we get so caught up in the in the slashy slashy. Also happens to be my beautiful wife. The self-proclaimed head bitch in charge, Beth. Good evening, everybody. With the slashy slashy, you need the pokey pokey too, so don't leave those out. The pokey pokey. Do the hokey pokey. The stabby stabs. I might need some clarification there. Um, in the in the movies, when they stab them, it's like a little poke. Uh, I thought you were talking like a Halloween rule, whatever Halloween movie rule. If you pokey pokey, you get stabby stabby. (laughs) I like it too. Yeah, you know they don't really show a whole lot of the pokey, but they show the the stabby. (laughs) Actually, honestly, there's not that much stabby in this either. But you know, oh yeah, there's There's not a lot of pokey either. (laughs) I think it's just walking fire. They didn't even have any nudity. They broke all the rules. I'm, I'm ground. They're grounded. Yeah, isn't that backwards? Like, isn't it usually you break the rules when you're showing like nudity and stuff? Yeah, this this yeah. movie's backwards. There wasn't even a boob. Not a single boob. I don't know if there was any boobs on this. Like, I would um, even want to see. Speaking in this movie, of like, boobs, has. Um, <laughs> realized or watched Do tell. the original Halloween because I don't think they're showing Linda's boobies anymore. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, because I know we've had this conversation, but like, yeah, I didn't even know they showed boobs. I don't know if I just got, if I got caught up in the, uh, like the made for TV or like the TV version of Halloween because I've seen it a million times, right? But like, but I've never you, seen boobs in if Halloween. If you watch Scream, the original Scream from the nineties, they're all surrounded by the couch. They're like, oh, 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 it's about to happen! It's about to happen! And then she shows her boobs, and everyone's like, oh my god, freaking out! But I have not. Ever That's seen crazy, her boobs. dude. I, yeah, it makes sense. 
Yeah, and that's uh, crazy. That's like a yeah. that's like a Mandela effect. I yeah. every time yeah, I walk crazy. by Walmart and I, I see know. Halloween on the shelf, I'm so tempted to buy it and see if there's any boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see the titties. <laughs> then I'll return it. There's got to be a streaming version. Like, I need the audience not rated to or let something us know that we're. Uh, is that we're there really boobs? So then you need it? to go on, on like YouTube and just look up Halloween titty version and see what you find. For real. All right. You're going to get so, the wrong Halloween, Justin. The wiener. Halloweener. I've seen that movie. About? It's not very good, actually. It's hollow. Huh. Justin, it's because you looked up hollow. <laughs> We're getting way off subject. Hollow wiener. That, mm. <laughs> so there I was. Uh, balls deep in a homeless guy. Okay. Um, yeah, Halloween ends, right? <laughs> and boy, does it. Thank goodness. Uh, no, I'm just playing. Or am I? I don't know. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. We're going to ruin this movie for you. And this is another one. Go watch this movie with without knowing anything. Don't listen to this podcast if you haven't seen the damn movie, okay? I'm talking to you. Whoever's listening, go watch this movie first because uh, it's going to suck if you listen to what we have to say and then go watch this movie. I promise. Um, it's so much better if you just go watch it first. Anyways, Cheney, we're going to jump into some, uh, some, boring, boring. some fun facts. Hori gory. Boom. I like it. Let's jump. Let's do it. It's a gory whore. <laughs> Sorry. I just feel like <laughs> maybe. Are you doing the robot? <laughs> okay. Oh. That's weird. All right. So <laughs> here are some stuff that I have found. Uh, a couple of things that happen in the film. So in tradition of the two prequels, Halloween and Halloween Kills, they use the title fonts and sequence from uh, 1978, the original. And then Halloween Ends used the blue title sequence from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. So that was it. The Witch. The and, Witch. Uh, which you did not see? I did not see. Oh, which? Oh, I got it. Which you did you not see? You haven't seen that? That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> All right. Nick Castle, who plays Michael Myers, had a non-Michael Myers cameo. So they were at a party, and he flashes his costume at Corey, which is the main character. We'll learn about him in just a little bit. Uh, he quotes the iconic line from the original movie. Do you like what you see? But we don't know if titties were shown or not. We don't know. Sorry. <laughs> that's kind of dark. <laughs> that's, tr that's true, though. I mean, full circle, right? Yeah. Because technically, he shows his titties. Because he, like, opens up his yeah. trench coat. He's like, hey, you like what you see? 
No, she was wearing. Because was she wearing a trench coat? She just no. put the sheet on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, was this a scene where the yes the ghost boyfriend? Oh, dude? Michael sees them. Yeah, yeah. And it was that's a brown cool. brown chick and brown cow. So. Yep. Uh, I know we a lot of people are questioning, you know, why, which we'll talk about in a little bit. The movie does take place a little bit after, does not directly start after Halloween Kills, um, but during COVID, production had to write uh, rewrite sections of the script, including the major time jump between Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. So, thanks, COVID. Um, when asked if there would be another movie, Jason Blum from Blumhouse confirmed there will be more because Malik Akkad, who owns Michael Myers, has a clause prohibiting Michael to die. So I was thinking about this when I read that. And I will tell you my theory on what's going to happen next after you go through the synopsis. Because I am now done with Hori Gory Fun Facts. <laughs> you just want me to... I'm curious to hear this theory to because... Uh, you just want me to... Because yep. I... No, okay. no. We'll, we'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. Because yeah, sure. we don't want to get to the end, sure. right? Like, right up front. Because I'm sure after the end, like... Right. Uh, no way. How the fuck is that going to happen? Unless there's some uh, spiritual Oh, I just want to say it so on. bad. But... Okay, so you were saying just say spiritual it. Just transfer. It. Why not? Allison's pregnant with Corey's baby. Michael Myers reborn. Bro. Bro. She's a I doubt it. She can't even wrap it. Dude, if that happens, like I'm already not a Michael Myers fan. If that if that happens, like if you oh could sit through Jesus, I don't even know what to say to that. You can sit through Halloween Reborn, okay? <laughs> Sorry, Halloween birthday. Halloween birthday. So. Ha- Halloween Reborn would probably no, be there's worse no than Jewish Christmas Reborn. No. <laughs> you have to uh, deal with Corey's parents in this one. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a horror movie. He's only got one parent Ooh. left. Spoiler warning. Yeah. Only the... Actually, Mama, Mama died, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. I met... Never mind. I met the little kid's parents. For some reason, I had that feeling they would come back. Oh. They want the kid. Yeah, so let's uh, let's jump right into this movie because that's a good segue, right? Um, yeah, so this this movie opens on one of my favorite scenes of the year so far. Um, awesome misdirection here, uh, but basically, Corey, we get introduced to Corey Cunningham, who's kind of like the main. Starts off as the main antagonist and then becomes, I'm sorry, I said that backwards. Starts off as the main protagonist uh, and then um, that doesn't last long. We'll just put it that way. Um, Corey is called over to a rich family's house to babysit their kid. 
And I really want to talk about this rich family. It's something that's been bothering me for since I've seen this movie. And I've seen it twice now. And it doesn't get better. They have the nicest house. I mean, this, this house is banging, dude. But their kitchen looks like it's from the 1970s. It's tiny. And there's no way that kitchen was in that house. Then you go over to Lori's. Yeah, you go over to Lori Stroh's house. She's got a little, you know, you got a little Cape Cod looking house. And she's got like the nicest kitchen on the face of the planet. Like that doesn't make any sense. They should have swapped the kitchens and I would have been okay. But like, whatever. I know I'm nitpicking here. Um, it just bothered me. Like, this is a super nice house. You got this ghetto ass kitchen. Even It even had like old appliances and shit in it. I'm like, dude, what is this? Anywho, um, they got this little shitbird kid uh, who's a, a terror, in my opinion. Um, and Corey's babysitting him. They start off by watching The Thing from John Carpenter, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, they wanted to watch a monster movie. The ki- He asked the kid if he wants to play hide and seek. The kid's like, that's freaking stupid, you idiot, baby face, babysitter, idiot. And he's like, Okay, my bad. Um, Corey gets up to go get a drink and the little kid disappears and there's a knife on the staircase. The kid is screaming upstairs and you think, oh boy, here we go again. Michael Myers is in the house and he's going to go stabby stabby some more. So Corey goes up to find the kid. Uh, He goes up into the attic. The door shuts behind him, and uh, you think Michael's going to jump out from the shadows, but he doesn't. It was the kid. The kid trapped him in the, the freaking attic. Yeah, so at this point, Corey just starts freaking the F out, right? And uh, like super claustrophobic and just like just freaking out. And he starts kicking the door because a little kid won't let him out, and he's kicking away at this door and then he ends up kicking the door open and it flings open and smacks the little boy right over the balcony of the stairs and his mom and dad had just got home and as soon as they walk in the door they see their little boy go splat on the ground what three stories three Three stories dude that was nuts, man. And his his neck freaking snapped. And it showed his neck snap. Like, it was awesome. Sorry if... <laughs> I mean, little kids dying. That's not that's awesome. Not but the action, but the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, and obviously the parents are right there. They just saw their kid, like, right in front of them. And Corey's standing at the top of the staircase. So, naturally, it looks like he... He's the one that killed him, which technically he is, but involuntarily, right? Well, then he was so mad, you could hear him say right before the kid died, I'm going to freaking kill you. And then... Oh, that's true. As he's kicking the door, he's like, I'm going to freaking kill you. And the parents hear that right when they walk in. They're like, what is going on? Splat. Like, holy shit. And he's holding the knife in his hand on the railing. Oh, that's true. Because he picked the knife up when he went upstairs. I definitely he didn't expect this. Like when he was freaking out in the room, they set it up. I was like, is Michael Myers really living in this dang house? 
Ain't no way. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been living in the attic this whole time. Like he picks the nicest house in Haddonfield just to go hide in the attic. That it's like I'm living in luxury, simple. bitches. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was uh that what a way to start a movie, right? That was pretty awesome. Um yeah, so that was a year that happened a year after Halloween ends. I think kills or Halloween. I don't know if it was Halloween ends or Halloween, but it happens a year after Michael Myers, the last Michael Myers incident. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I keep saying ends. It's kills. Halloween kills. This is ends. Yeah. What a stupid naming scheme. But anyways, um, (laughs) I guess it's better than Halloween one, two and three. Like, like we wouldn't even know what we're talking about. So, we have three Halloweens, Halloween ones, so that's uh, annoying. Um, anyways, back to the story. We um, we fast forward four years or three years. We fast forward three years, which is a year after. So it'll be four years total after the last movie, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the math adds up there. Um. And we find Lori and Allison living together, um, which is it, which is pretty cute. And it was pretty cool to see Lori because she just pops out super happy, living her best life. Uh, she's writing a memoir about her, you know, her struggles with Michael. And uh, she's decided that she is no longer going to live in fear. She's going to live her life and move on from Michael finally. You know, I don't have to worry about that shit anymore. But she does. So here we go again. And but it's cool, man. She's like happy and like just like the what you want Laurie Strode to be. She's like she was in the first movie. Just like a no care in the world. She cusses like a sailor. Like, I just love it, man. This is how I want to see Laurie. The best version of Laurie I've seen on film. So I thought that was cool. Uh, they're getting ready to go to a house or Allison is getting ready to go to a Halloween party, uh, but she doesn't want to go. You know, Lori's trying to get her to go and go out and be social, but she doesn't want to go. But, which I don't blame her. Her uh, her parents got killed on Halloween. like And all of her friends. Yeah. And all her friends and half her high school. And, and the town won't let her forget. And her town won't let her forget. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, exactly. So... No shit, I don't want to go out on Halloween. Damn it, Grandma. What the hell are you doing? Um, so, I, I don't know. It was a cool introduction. I like that. Uh, then we get introduced to Corey later, right? After he... This is three years later. So, he's uh, been acquitted. Um, and he is trying to move on with his life after killing this kid on accident. Um, but the town won't let him live his life. The town is villainizing him so bad, uh, that he can't even show his face in public. And so this obviously has had an effect on him. He looks like shit, by the way, this dude was like a wholesome, awesome, good guy when he killed that kid. Like he genuinely was a super likable character. Um, in fact, I was like, ah, dude, I hope he's in this whole movie because I really like this guy. 
just a to- he's not like a typical main character either. He's just got he kind of reminds me of uh there's a character in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. Uh, I think his name was Kip Kip or something like that. I love Kip. Oh yeah, yeah I remember. He kind of reminds me of that guy, but less dopey, less stoner. Yeah, you know? he was my favorite character. Yeah, he had like a he had like a sensitivity to him that, that like a his he always had like tears in his eyes when he talked. Yeah, he it, yeah this kid reminds me of him. Yep, and so actually I thought like there's no way that could be the same actor because like they have the same mouth and the same mannerisms and stuff, but uh, it's not. This kid's like. 15 years younger than that guy, but this kid does like wholesome Christmas movies on the side, by the way. Yeah. And I could see that like that fits that tracks. So anyways, when we, excuse me, when we meet up with him, you know, three years later, he's disheveled, man. His clothes look like shit. His hair is all messed up. You know, he's like fidgety and just kind of weird. Not a bad guy, but just, He's different, you know, it's taken a toll on him and, uh, you can tell. So anyways, he's riding his bike to work. He's late. When he gets there, we actually get introduced to his stepdad, which happens to be my favorite character of the movie. Um, just a sweet guy. Freaking love this guy. And, uh, he gives him a motorcycle and we actually don't even know it's his stepdad yet. Like it just looks like it's his boss. Um, so it looks like his boss is giving him a motorcycle, which I thought was pretty cool. Then we find out later that it's actually his stepdad. So I thought that was a sweet moment. Um, after that, Corey rides his bike to the convenience store. And uh, this is where we meet up with the band camp bullies. When did band kids become bad? Like It's what... Obviously, they miss going to band camp and having fun with the flutes and the trombones. <laughs> you know, I was thinking the same thing. But the trombones. That one time at band camp, I didn't get invited, so I decided to beat up the kid that accidentally killed his babysitting. You don't know, remember watching the trombone scene in American Pie? That was a flute. I think it's American Pie 2. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's because those movies... Dude, all the sequels suck ass. Oh, she? No yeah, but let me just say, she puts the trombone somewhere. <laughs> Hence the rusty yeah. trombone on Urban Dictionary. Oh. How does that fit? On him. Like, the not the act, like the lip part. Like, where you put your... Oh, oh okay. And then I'm like, Matt. One of the band director comes in and starts playing it. <laughs> just in vibrations, man. It's all about the vibration. I got a hair on my tongue. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> it's chocolate sauce, Justin. Oh God, what? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Don't ask what I'm doing under this desk. Oh gosh. Um. <laughs> so yeah, these yeah right. When did Bandcamp kids become uh, bullies? But I like how they flip the trope. Like obviously, it's a it's a trope that's in every fucking movie is you got the the bullies that beat up on somebody till they can't take it and they snap and all that stuff. However, we still have that damn trope and that bothers me. And that bothers me. So we um 
He wants you. Sorry, we'll cut all that out. Hang on, let me mark this. I just lost my whole train of thought. Band kids and TV trope. Why are they so angry, the band kids? Yeah, okay. That threw me way off. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Bang, uh, what? Here, can, Chaney, can you start it back up? My, I can't get my brain to activate. You were talking about TV tropes and how normally bigger guys would beat up the little guys until. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it? Not really. No? Okay. Uh, so just go ahead and be like. The band kids are messing with Corey, and that's where Lori and Corey meet. That is. So. That is where Lori and Corey meet. Yeah. Hang on. I'm going to pause this for a second. Yeah, so I I don't know. I, I just get pissed off at tropes like that um, being in movies, but I do like the way they flipped it. Um so these band kids are wanting Corey to go buy them some beer uh, for celebration. And Corey says no. I'm assuming probably because he's on some kind of probation and he's been in trouble with the law. Also, he's a wholesome dude. He doesn't like doing that shit. He doesn't even drink himself. Um, and you can actually see him struggling with that throughout the movie, which I thought was a pretty cool touch. Um and pisses off the band kids. They uh, push him around. They push him down after he literally crushes a glass bottle in his hand, which, uh, wow, how the hell does that happen? Anyways, the kids push him down. He gets a piece of glass stuck in his hand pretty bad, like real bad. And he like slurps it out of his hand, which was a cool scene. Um, Lori Strode shows up and she's like, Leave him alone, you little jerks. What the fuck are you doing? And uh, the kid, the main kid was like, uh, looky here, we have a freak show and a psycho, which I thought was a cool line. Um, the kids, Lori was like, which one am I? Am I the freak show or am I the psycho? Which I, she gives no fucks, man. She gives no fucks. She gives no fucks. But when the kid (laughs) said it, he actually pointed at Lori and said, we have a freak show. And then he pointed at the Corey and said, we have a psycho, which I didn't catch that till the second move, the second time I watched it. That comes back to play later, but um, yeah, that, that was a cool scene. So Lori takes Corey to the hospital, loads up his bike. Drives him to the hospital where Allison is working. Um, she basically does that to introduce him to Allison and try to set them up um, because she thought he was a little cute. And there is obviously some uh, some tension going on there between Allison and 
Corey um, in a good way. And I thought that was pretty fun to play with. Um, Corey's a pretty intense guy, like uh, not intense, like I'm going to kick your ass, but like intense, almost uh, like a kind of autistic a little bit. And yeah, like, and not in a bad way. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying there's bad ways of autism, but like he, you could tell he's like, he struggles with small talk. And that makes the the scenes a little intense. Um, They have like some sweet moments. He offers to fix her car, stuff like that. Uh, Yeah. At that point, Corey heads home and we meet his family. Uh, His mom is extremely controlling and she's a fucking she kissed nut him on the mouth. She's yeah. sucks. Disgusting. Disgusting. I don't even kiss Justin on the mouth. His what? whiskers hurt. It's like sandpaper. What? Yikes. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Allison's texting him under the table and his mom's like pissed <laughs> off about it. Like Who's texting you? No one should be texting you. Blah, blah, blah. Allison's basically inviting him to this Halloween party, which is kind of sad because this dude doesn't get out. His mom doesn't want him to go out, and he probably doesn't want to go out because the town fucking hates him. Like, just straight hates him. So, But this has the funniest line in the whole movie. His mom gets up from the table pissed off that uh, that Corey won't tell him tell her what he's doing, and she goes, Boys who keep secrets don't get custard. Like, like that makes a fucking difference. Like the whole well, time. Do you think she's been this the whole way time. the whole time? Or do you think it's just been since the accident? The way she said custard made me think of something else. So. I do. I, f- I, I thought that at mean- first, right? I thought maybe she got overprotective with, uh, mm. because of the accident. But then I was like, you there's no way she changed her whole ass personality like that. Like you could tell that's just the way she is. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. She, yeah. And then he looks across at his stepdad and his stepdad's like, don't tell her about it. the bike. Then the motorcycle. And I was like, dude, this is, I love this. And at this point I'm like, giddy, man, this movie is doing it for me. This is like exactly what I was hoping for. Even though we haven't seen Michael Myers yet. Um, that's okay because the, because the director warned us before this movie even came out that if you're expecting to see a lot of Michael Myers in this movie, you have the wrong expectations. And so I wasn't expecting much Michael Myers here. (laughs) And that's, uh, yeah, there you go, man. That's a controversial statement, right? Like, People go to the movies to see Michael Myers. They go to see Halloween to see Michael Myers. Let's be honest. They want to see him go stabby stabby. Um, but pokey, I don't. Pokey. I don't. That's some boring ass shit to me. I, don't yep. know. I know, man. I know. Um, <sighs> yeah. So they go to the Halloween party. And dude, Corey is cutting it up, man. Having a blast. And it just melts my heart. I freaking love watching this scene. Um, He's dancing his ass off. And he can't dance, which makes it even better. He's just like waving his arms around. And there's one scene he's like laying on the ground. And 
and Allison is like over him, like doing this type of thing. You think he's like having a, a meltdown or a seizure, but he's not. He's just like feeling the flow, man. And it's so great. But then he like sits up like Michael Myers. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, when he's laying on the ground dancing, he just like pops up like Michael Myers I did does. It. Before they went to the party, was this no, that's after. Was hanging that's after. Out by the bush. Yeah, yeah. Or was yeah. this after? So that that's actually after okay, he. Okay, okay. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up pretty quick. Um, while they're at the party, he runs into okay. the freaking mom of the kid from the opening scene and the same freaking hairstyle, the same Karen who has the same hairstyle. hairstyle. No offense if you have that hairstyle, but uh straight Karen and she do, she flips the fuck out on this kid and I don't blame her. I probably would too. Um, but she's like, how freaking dare you come in here and have fun and take off your mask and smile. You don't deserve to be here, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he, he freaks out, right? I would too. And he takes off. Allison goes after him and he's like, this is your fault, dude. You freaking told me to come out in public. Like you knew this was going to happen. And Allison's like, dude, come on. Like <laughs> I didn't do this on purpose. Um, he makes the comment like, I'm not your pet. I'm not your project. You don't have to fix me. Right. And that's kind of a theme with her. It seems um, as she's wanting to fix, you know, that's right. Exactly. Well, cause she that's can't exactly fix right. herself and she couldn't fix her grandma. And most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. Man, dude, this yeah. dude, she's been through with some shit. Like I feel way worse for her than I do for Lori for sure. Right. Yeah, and she kind of yeah she kind of created it. That's true because Lori expected like it. she she hung <laughs> on to it and and Allison didn't ask for any of it like she's trying to let it go and Lori just keeps putting it right back in her face. What do you think about them referencing that she teased Michael? Like they were was remember that part of the daughter. From um, the woman of Halloween Kills that was stabbed with the bottle, I believe, or the light. It was the light bulb. And she was like, you Are you talking about the, the supermarket? He just couldn't take it no more or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she's like, and I was like, Dude, that, that scene yes. broke my heart because that was Lori. was so sad. It was, man. Because she just Lori, said that like sweet romantic thing with the cop, and they're talking about the cherry blossoms. And he was speaking to her in Japanese and Yeah, they're like flirting like so hardcore. And she's smile dude, she's giddy walking out of the grocery store. Giddy. And then that lady comes up and she's like, You did this. You don't deserve to smile. And she's like, What are you talking about? She's like, You lured him out and you this is your fault. That my sister can't talk now and she can't walk. It's your fault. And I'm like, dude, they're just looking for a villain. They're looking for somebody to blame. It's part of the disease that's spreading throughout the whole town. It's a this negativity disease that they really play on in this movie. Everyone's infected with with negativity. 
and they're looking for someone to blame. And Lori and uh, Corey get it the worst, right? I mean, they're the they're the new villains. Yeah, it's sad, dude. They re- <laughs> like I was like, yes, Lori finally is getting redemption, and like, yeah, and then that was the first negative thing that happened to Lori in the movie, and I was like, man. Fuck that bitch. Like, <laughs> made me sad. Made me sad. Um, like, yeah. You cheat on your neighbors? Like, we lived in the middle no of shit. nowhere. Like, she was of. like, no, I'm not going to cheat my neighbor. I mean, Trump yeah, my whole fucking house is burning. No, down I didn't go check on my neighbor. With a serial killer inside of it. Like, it, yeah. Idiot fucking idiot like but to be fair that that lady was one of my favorite characters from the last movie so yeah yeah i i rewatched it again and yeah she was pretty Um, funny with her little drone so (laughs) Corey storms off from this party right and as he's leaving guess who fucking pulls up again it's the band camp bullies and they corner him on this bridge and they just start fucking with him. And Corey makes the comment, you only do this because your dad hates you. Because your dad doesn't support you. And I, we're going back to this whole uh, hatred, disease of hatred going on here. Corey's absolutely right. The dad doesn't like his kid, pushes him around, bullies him. And now the kid is taking it out on Corey. And I like how they reference that. I hate how cliche this fuck, even though this kid's in band, he's like your typical bully. He's very cliche. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Um, he, They flipped the stereotype and still made it the stereotype. And I don't know how they did that, but damn it. Anyways, they get in this scuffle. Corey stands up. The kid pushes him over the freaking overpass. He goes kersplat in the grass field underneath. And here we go. Here's where the whole movie uh, shifts gears. Um, Here's where everything changes. Corey gets drugged into the fucking sewers by Michael Myers. Yay. Yay. Okay. That homeless guy would not have been alive. So. (laughs) Sorry. He's not going to drag. Do we think the homeless guy drug him in there or that Michael Myers drug him in there? No, the homeless guy was laughing at him. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think Michael did it. Yeah, it had to have been Michael. But I just, that's the whole thing that bothers me. I'm like, why in the world is he hiding in <laughs> oh, this he tunnel? Was, though. Like a he big was definitely sissy. a sissy He's in this movie. He's not a sissy. Dude, they did our boy Michael dirty, man. Yeah, he, apparently. They, uh... <laughs> yep. Yeah, they did. Like, yep, he's got his card and everything. Well, yep. Yep. They should have He's wearing a life alert like around his neck. But it calls Corey when he presses it, so 
Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's how. Yes. We'll talk about that yes. in a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Corey wakes up in this tunnel, uh, encounters Michael Myers. They have uh, the shortest staring contest of all time. Um, no, they were gazing at each other lovingly. Yeah, they were lovingly looking at each other in the eyes. Um, very romantic scene. Smexy eyes. Somehow, this is this is up for debate, and I I want your guys' opinion here. But it starts flashing alternate alternating clips of Michael's past and Corey's past, and I don't know if they're insinuating that. Michael is like, or if they're like transferring power between each other, like evilness, or if the perspective is supposed to be like the director just letting us know that they understand each other, or I don't know what it is. I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck that was. I need help. Bullshit. It's bullshit. (laughs) I don't know either. Because I'm so stuck. I'm so stuck inside the Michael Myers universe that I'm like, he wouldn't even have had a chance he would have to get his on a level or understand somebody else. But I think Stick his head to rebar. Why now? But right. I don't know that it was an evil transfer I th- either. I, here's my theory. I think Michael saw. I don't know. Basically what Lori was seeing in Corey after a while. But I think Michael saw through his eyes and saw that this kid was so troubled by all the problems that he's had that he could use this kid to help him get his power back. Because as he kill, as Michael Myers kills, and they say it like five times throughout this whole series, as he kills, he gets his evil grows. Right. And so he basically, what the heck was that, dude? Holy shit. Horry gory. That's scary. That was, that was terrifying. Oh my God. If you're, if you're watching the video, Cheney's uh, light just went out and it like, <laughs> it like literally just lit up her teeth. <laughs> and she's muted. So we can't hear her. That was insane. She looks like she's being killed by <laughs> What? The- <laughs> and she's our scream queen, so if she screams, we're all going to have busted eardrums tomorrow. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, right. Skeeter's trying to play the old Michael trick. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I think that... I think that's all it oh, was, boy. man. I just think that... He could use, like he could use Corey to power up, and so that and the director was trying to show us that that is where they were going. They okay, could have done that so much better. But Michael Myers, Michael Myers. Every time you guys say power up, I picture the Mario star. That's kind of what happens. Like, and I hear the sound effect in my head. <laughs> Yes. Yep. So we're watching the movie, and just they said I heard them talk about power up before. I'm like, damn it! 
Yeah. So, um, yeah. So he, he walks out of the tunnel unscathed after staying the night with Michael Myers, you know, and their, their gentle, warm embrace and loving eyes. Uh, he walks out and the homeless guy comes right up to him and is like, uh, I want his mask. Go get his mask for me and tries to stab Corey and Corey turns the knife around on the homeless dude and kills the shit out of him. Not that not because he wanted to, but because he had to. Hey, Cheney's back. Now, would you look at that? <laughs> that guy is my replay. Died or something. <laughs> Dude, that looked that awesome, by the way. Though, guys. I was like, uh, yeah, that was sick. But he, um, yeah, he. <laughs> he kills this homeless dude, not because he wants to, but because he has to, right? Then he takes his knife and he throws it. And you can tell he's like super distraught about it. Like, holy shit, I just killed a guy. And I just met Michael Myers. And he didn't kill me. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, that's uh, sure to be talked about a million times. I just don't think it would have ever happened in any other movie, but like you said, the director wanted Fair. this to Fair happen. Point. So, but he basically said, "I what did, he wanted exactly he wanted to create a say? movie to portray not a normal stabby stabby because we've seen that a million times, where him just walking down the street stabbing people like that happens in every movie. It's not original." He wanted to make a movie that displayed the the progression of evil turning into a disease and infecting the entire town. And I think they definitely accomplished that. Yes. Correct. Oh, yeah. They Correct. made that movie. They did not make a Michael Myers movie. Definitely not. Correct. Uh, but, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Correct. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes. Really that is correct. <laughs> this movie's not correct. Oh god, no. <laughs> Neither is me rubbing my nipples, but uh, uh here we are, so yeah. I can't even rub his nipples. <laughs> rub his nipples. <laughs> he didn't let me rub nothing. He was rubbing his own. Anyways. Oh. Yeah, we'll cut that one out too. Um, no, so we had we head to Lori's house. <laughs> this is where okay, this dude pulls up, right? On his uh his loud ass motorcycle. And he just like fucking chills behind the bush. He just chilling and Lori's like she could like feel the evil presence right and she knows something evil's at her house and she looks out the window a la 1978 the exact same freaking scene um dude Corey's literally standing in the exact same fucking spot michael myers was like behind the goddamn bush like what what is he doing 
What is he doing? Why would you ever stand there? Yeah, exactly. Freaking idiot. Like, I don't. Practicing. That I hate that scene so much. Like, why did they do that? That makes no sense. No sense. It's obvious. an obvious callback uh, for callback sake. And I hate that. So. I think they did a lot of callbacks, though. Uh, I mean, even not to just the original, like to multiple. They definitely did. The movies in the franchise. Like, you convertible of the yep. band kids like that's a stab yeah. at halloween five yep. on michael's car yep. not Good michael point. myers but michael the character but but those at least had a point like yeah, they did a what's the point of this dude sure. standing behind the bush yeah this doesn't even make sense you know, like, that, enough, know, that's, yeah that's some dumb shit anyways um <laughs> He's there to find Allison because he he's like freaking out now. Like he just stayed the night with Michael Myers, right? I need somebody to talk to. No one's going to understand, but maybe Allison will. Um, so he goes. Lori comes outside and's like, "Well, this dude's evil. Like I can see it in his eyes. Like I can feel it. This dude is Michael Myers. Like the same feeling I got from Michael, I'm getting from this dude. I'm freaking out. Allison, you can't talk to this dude." Allison takes off with him, of course, as one does. Um, he takes her to the house where the kid was killed in the opening scene. And that was kind of a weird-ass scene. It felt kind of MTV-ish, in my opinion. Uh, like the camera angles and the music they have playing. It was weird. It was weird. It felt like a like late 90s <laughs> bullshit. Um, they kind of have a moment. They kind of like, that's, I feel like that's really where they connect. Uh, and then they go to the, I don't know if like, this is where it kind of gets a little muddy for me. There's a lot of stuff that happens here. That's a little inconsequential. It's more character building. Um, I think they go to the radio station and just hang out on the roof. And they're just like, they're connecting. They're just showing them connect. Um, but they do get into an altercation with the DJ at at the radio station. And the DJ is a fucking dick, man. He's a prick. Like, I was hoping like he was just going to be like, all right, man, get out of here. No, he was like, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to shoot you in your face, you jive turkeys. Or I don't know what he said, but stupid. Like, yeah, something like that. You like, cool cats. Yeah, you cool cats. <laughs> Why be a dick though? Like, just ask them to leave. You have to. He had it. that little blonde honey in the front office. He was waiting on. That's true. By the way, that's a cameo alert. That was uh, Darcy from Joe Bob, the last drive-in from Joe Bob Briggs. Um, which she's, she's way too fake. By the way, she bought her face bothers me. I'm sorry. That's fine, but at least my face is real. Face I'm just me. throwing it out there. Oh. <laughs> no, no. I, was, I wasn't saying that to you. I was saying, I was acting you like asshole. You Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I never claimed to be good looking. I'm just saying. <laughs> no. No, I was just saying. I can see you standing in front I of I can her. see Corey saying that, too. like your face. 
Like, yeah. And he kind of does say that to her when he shows up later. Yeah, that's true. You know, Um, which is probably why her face just didn't hold up because it was all plastic. But um, anywho, yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to take my ugly ass and keep going here. Um, (laughs) Oh, shit. That's funny. Um, Yeah, they go to the radio station and then. I think they go to the diner after that. And he has like this very sentimental moment, but it's like an evil sentimental. Like this is where you can tell this dude is not the same. Oh, by the way, when they're at the radio station on the roof, Allison says to him, she sees his hand and is like, oh shit, that's like really infected. And that's like the turning point. Because now he's infected with evil. Like it's it kind of goes synonymous throughout the movie, right? And they they drop hints the whole time about infection. Um so anyway, she uh they go to this diner, he has a sentimental moment, but her asshole ex-boyfriend cop who's fucking 45 years old, and she's like, and not cute at all, dude. This dude's like a and not cute greaseball, slimy piece of crap like oh god this guy please kill this guy off like fast yeah this dude exists they introduce him only to kill him off and you and you're rooting for them to kill him because he is a and they uh you know he comes over he starts messing with them and uh that doesn't sit well with Corey. Corey gets up it's like leave us the fuck alone asshole type of thing that pisses the cop off, which I think Corey had that plan the whole time, but I didn't really catch that. Yes. Cop followed him, but followed him where? Exactly. So now Corey is basically feeding (laughs) bodies. To Michael Myers to kill live bodies, but uh, yeah, he drags that cop into the tunnel, which it was quite comical because he sucks at this. He's not good. Um, the cop almost gets away, actually, but he get he gets him in the tunnel. Michael Myers, he they have a scuffle. The cop actually like knocks Michael on his ass and hurts him to the point where Michael's like old and decrepit in the corner. Like, like I said, they did him real dirty on this, but he's just like, I don't know if I can get up. Yeah. And Corey's like rooting him on the whole time. Like, come on, buddy, you can do it. Get up, Michael. You got this, bro. Teach me how to kill buddy. And I'm just like, what the? F-? I got the image of the old guy from family guy. He's like, yeah, his dentures are squeaking. You said that it sounded like the, you're trying to sing the song of the Teach Me How to Dougie. Oh, don't make me dance up in up in this biatch. Um, <laughs> so Mike, Michael gets up, stab, goes stabby stabby on the cock, cop, cop, cop. That's stabby, not what you said on the cop. But that's not what you said. With a P. 
cop. And you said cock. I kind of did. Yeah, I I must apologize. He said stabby stabby all the cock. <laughs> I, I have cock on the brain, I guess. Um, Oh man, that slime ball cop no, really. Mm. No, Justin, what did I say? He's a mm. slimy bohunk. Please slimy don't bohunk. keep this in there. Oily. Um, Oily bohunk. Yeah, so at this point, Michael's killing the cop. He literally stands up, and this is where he um, levels up. He gets his power, and like it even, like they portray it like he's uh, powering up. They portray him like Mario eating a fucking mushroom. Or Optimus Prime. Yeah, he transforms just like Optimus Prime. So he like stands up, his chest comes out, his head goes up straight, and he cocks his head like the normal Michael Myers does. And guess what, bitches? Michael Myers is back. Stabby, stabby. And not really. But with an accomplice. So... I think it's a compliment. I'm telling you, when you talk about the next part, I'm going to throw <laughs> that meme no, that I sit you earlier out I don't there. think he's, he's the accomplice. I think he is Michael's killing Viagra. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Mm-hmm. So they obviously have some kind of pack going, right? They're uh, they're in cahoots at this point. They're in cahoots. So, uh, yep. Corey goes to Allison's house after that, or at some point during all this, and uh, breaks down with Allison. And Lori sees them going upstairs to get you know pokey pokey stabby stabby. Um. A little brown chicken, brown cow, which might be where this this baby theory is coming from. Is this scene? But it doesn't show shit, of course. Um, yes. PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Uh, Lori goes to the bar. She meets up with the dad of the kid from the opening scene. The dad goes on to confirm that he has forgiven Corey. And that he's ready to make amends and move on. However, when he went to talk to Corey after all this stuff has happened with Michael Myers, he went to talk to Corey and couldn't do it because he sensed the evil in Corey's eyes and he felt the evil coming out of Corey. Further co- corroborating how Lori feels, right? So it gives he said some he weight. Made eye contact with him. Yeah, he saw it in his eyes. So it, it just further corroborates what Lori's saying and gives weight to what she's saying, right? And so you don't just have to believe Lori is fucking nuts. It gives it a little bit more weight behind it, which I, I really like that. I thought that was cool. In fact, the first time I saw the movie, I got up to go to the bathroom during that part and I missed it. So I didn't even see it. So I was glad I got to see it the second time. Um, yep. Now we get to go to the doctor's house. So this is a doctor that Allison works for who passed her up on a promotion and gave it to uh, a redhead bombshell, I guess you would call her. 
I don't know how to. A what? Whore. A whore? Yeah. Well, yeah. Turns out. Yep. So the redhead got the promotion because they're they're doing the pokey pokey, you know. And so Corey is going to get revenge on the doctor and uh, the redhead chick for Allison to, you know, I don't know if he's trying to make her happy or maybe he's just trying to get practice. And these were the, the easiest ones, right? So at this point, by the way, at this point, Corey's like turning into a murderer. Like he wants to be Michael Myers, obviously. And so he goes, he's wearing his costume from the Halloween party and he kills the doctor. Uh, he goes to kill the redhead. The redhead slams the door on his hand, the one that he's got the cut on and locks him out of the house. And good old Michael Myers pops out from the closet or from the shadows. I don't know where he was at. He was in the house the whole time, pops out from the shadows and kills the shit out of this redhead. A la 1978. He pins her up on the wall. He chokes her out and pins her up on the wall and does the, the head cock that he's so famous for. That's not scary and overplayed in every haunted house across America. Um, please stop doing that. If you work at a haunted house, by the way, it's not scary. Um, anyways, Corey, while he's watching Michael kill this chick is going nuts outside, banging his head on the, on the door, on the glass. Uh, and at this point he unwraps his hand to expose the, the diseased hand and he starts slamming it on the window and then he just holds it up there. Um, to me, this signified that he was jealous and pissed that Michael got the kill and that he wasn't able to get it. It also shows that Michael is like a professional killer and he's good at this. And Corey is not, um, obviously, and that Michael does it not out of emotion that he just blindly kills. Whereas Corey kills with emotion. That's what it signified to me. The question I have, though, is why did Michael Myers go there? Because <laughs> they're accomplices, and he rode on the back of his moped with Corey. He's like, Come on, I got you. We're going to go kill these people real quick. But you, you got to hold on to me. I'll get her. Dude. He shared the meme on the video. Dude, if that meme was on here he and was, we were playing the two, three, Halloween huh? music behind it, like, could you imagine that scene if they were playing John Carpenter's score while he's riding on the back? Michael Myers is riding on the back holding Corey and they're playing the <laughs> John Carpenter score. Oh my God. I would shit my pants. I have a feeling it would have to be switched to Celine Dion. It'd be like, you're here. My question is, where is he holding the knife during the ride? Is it in his pocket, or is he holding it in his teeth like a rose? Is that a knife in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me, Michael? Jeez, a little pokey pokey back there. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, why else would he go to the doctor's house? Like, I... 
Unless, you know, he is to following get, him everywhere to to he goes. In you however, guys do remember, though, he followed her to Lori's house. Yeah, but we also got to remember that they really hit hard on the last movie that Michael isn't actually after Lori. They made that yeah. the point. That's the whole point of the last movie. But he Is inadvertently that, found Lori. He saw where he went because he followed him when he because was standing of the outside Lori's house. No, this movie. Yeah, but the like previous. how? But how? He was following him. But why? I don't know. That I don't know. See, There's that's too what, much that's, they've looked at. Yeah, I'm struggling uh, with that. We need an unrated version. We need something because I'm sorry. These, these kind of movies, I shouldn't have this many unanswered questions. Especially this on the last one, right? Yes. Damn it. This isn't a psychological thriller where I just have to really think. It's fucking Michael Myers. Stab people, squash heads, kill bitches. Let's do some shit. No, I had no. to really think. God damn. I don't even want to, I don't even want to watch that shit anymore, though. Like, I don't want to watch him just killing bitches like the sh- i know but that's what we expected we wanted to see bluster. bitches being killed halloween ends like <sighs> this was the last time for grand, him to kill i expected something not but um where's the third act but that's like that's all okay there's two counterpoints here one that's like saying uh, his costume didn't match what it was in the comic book, right? And it, but the counter argument to that is, say we're going to see the Terrifier, right? Art the Clown. If we didn't have gratuitous amounts of gore in the second one, and it wasn't like a crazy ass like psychotic slasher movie, we would have hated it. So I get your point. I accept your point, and I actually understand it. But the slashy, the stabby stabby just isn't for me, man. It's way too boring. Because he doesn't really even kill bitches. He just like, eh, stabs them, walks away. Yeah, now, because they made him like <laughs> part of the freaking life alert. Oh, shit. It's so funny. It's and so his funny. accomplice is a hormonal woman child. Not even like a full man. Justin is. It's not. A, I don't think he's the accomplice. I think he's mad that Michael is there. I don't even think he wants Michael there. He Corey wants to be is Michael. A so whiny bad. man tampon. Sorry. Then why is Michael Michael's putting up with him? Old? That's my question, and I think it's to get. That's fair. You're saying. No, but you're saying he's not after her. I'm not saying is, that. They're the saying that. The movies. They the whole, yeah the whole point of the second movie was yeah, to that's prove what, yeah, that exactly. Michael wasn't after Lori. And in fact, it's why I like the second one more than the first one because I hate the first one. But the second one kind of fixes what I hated about the first. The second one fixes what I hate about the first one was that why the fuck would Michael even be coming after Lori if Lori is not her his sister anymore? Because they retconned part two on, right? And part two is where when Lori's found out that it's his sister. So Lori's no longer his sister. Why the fuck would he even care about Lori Strode at this point? She has nothing no 
no bearing on Michael's life. And the whole time I'm watching the first, I'm like, why is he even after her? Like, it doesn't even make sense. There's pokey, no pokey. point to this. For what? Why he could he could kill a million people? Why is he going after her? Because she's the only one that got away. I just ah, uh, that doesn't got you away from what? Though. You she think he gives a, a fuck about that though? Like, the dude has no emotion. No, I don't think. Love. I, I think it's man, the only kill that got away from I just, him. So I never, he made sure that she it. died. Never got it. No so when they when they retcon that in the second one, they're like, you know, the cop, they're in the hospital and the cop's like, hey, look, he was never after you. The doctor actually took him to your house to set this whole thing up because he wanted to see Michael in the wild and study him while he was doing his killing. And I was like, oh, shit. He wasn't ever after Lori. Holy shit. That changes my whole perspective. Okay. The first one's not as bad as it, as I thought it was, even though the doctor plot was the fucking dumbest shit. Also the podcasters were the dumbest fucking human beings on the planet. You don't go and hold up a mask that contains evil right behind the serial killer to provoke him like you f- morons, idiots. God makes me so mad. Stupid ass podcasters thinking they're better than everybody. Um, yeah, I know. Pretentious assholes Who does is what they are. Um, like that? <laughs> Lame. In it for the money. Because, yeah, there's none. <laughs> oh, my there's God. So we're getting rich and stuff. That's so great. I'm not, mom, mom. Um, I'm rich, bad. Yeah, anyways. Uh bunch of other stuff happens. He takes the band camp bullies, lures them over to uh, uh, the junkyard. This is Corey, by the way. Michael's not even involved at this point. Michael kind of just disappears. Oh, shit. No. Did we? I didn't. I didn't. That's kind of a big deal, huh? Yeah. Corey goes to fucking Michael's lair and... Wrestles him for literally two Good. seconds. Easy win. Easy win. And rips off Michael's mask and steals it and and zoops out of there. The, he just lays there like a Michael puss. Just lays there. What a puss. See, this is this is Michael Myers, guys. I'm just saying. This your dirty boy. This your dirty boy right here. Nope. Not my mind. Hey man, people age. I'm just saying. People age. Not in the <laughs> RZ. Hey, Cheney. He had enough energy. He had enough energy to kill that girl. He had enough energy to beat up Corey for his mask. No one fucks with his mask. So this yes, had to you. absolutely be on purpose. Thank you. And also, nobody ages absolutely. in RZ's universe. That's fair. Well, I don't know. He came back with a fucking full ass beard that's three feet long. He's Rob still Zombies. a fucking badass. Nobody would have stole his mask. That's true. That's very true. He had a wall of masks and nobody touched him. He also killed Kenneth Foray in a bathroom stall, which I is one of the coolest kill scenes of all time. But yeah. Wolf Daddy. I can't is that what he called himself? Wolf Daddy? Anyways. 
I don't want to get stuck on Rob Zombie because uh, that, yeah, I could talk about that all day. Um, yeah, he still is fucking Michael Myers' mask. But like Cheney said, this might have been a plot the whole time from Michael, which I, I actually, I'm fully bought in on this theory now. Fully bought in. Michael let him take his mask so that he could get to Lori, even though he's not supposed to be after Lori. But now I'm fully bought in on this because there's no motive for Michael in this movie for anything. So he has to be going after Lori. And maybe Lori is the the white buffalo. It's got to be. Moby Dick. Right. I mean. Yeah. And not, yeah, not from love, it's just the, from yeah, it's the a hunt. kill standpoint. He's in a tunnel because of her. You know he's mad. They tore his house down. He chose to go to a tunnel. I would have went to that rich family's anywhere else. It was me, but keep the rich wife as the hostage. Yeah. Eh, Nah, she's too annoying. That's true. The husband would have been better. I don't want to put up with that shit. Um, yeah, so he steals the mask. Then he goes and kills these fucking band camp killers, band camp whatever bullies uh, at the junkyard. There's really not much. Boring. Yeah, it's really not much to this. I don't even want to talk about each kill because they were just kind of eh. But there was one, um, actually two. Uh, the stepdad gets killed in this scene, and it's very sad. Because the stepdad finds out that the killer is actually Corey and not Michael Myers. And when he finds out it's Corey, he stands up to protect him against these band camp bullies. And the main bully shoots the dad right in the face. He's trying to shoot Corey, uh, accidentally shoots the dad. It's it's heartbreaking, man, because his dad's super cool. Best character in the movie, so sad to see him go, especially like that. Um, but at least Corey didn't kill him, which I was I was appreciative for that. Uh, and then Corey also takes a uh, oh, yeah. sure. an arc welder and puts it in a guy's mouth, puts it in the main bully's mouth, which that was a really cool kill because um, it shows it for a while and then kind of pans out or pans closer out of frame and uh, soft focus. So it was a really cool scene. Um, but that's about it. Uh, we can skip past that because it, it's quite boring for a, a, Yeah. So then that was interesting. He goes to the DJ, uh, the radio station. He kills um, Darcy from Joe Bob Briggs, Miss Plastic Face. And and I'm sorry, guys, if you guys are out there and you have plastic surgery. And it's for cosmetic reasons. Why? You're beautiful the way you are. No, you're not. Don't Jamie. say nothing because I'm doing it. No. I'm doing it. No. Yes, I am. No one can gonna, change my mind. look like an alien. No one's going to change my mind. <laughs> it's all good. I, I am so down with it. It's all good. I digress. Um, He kills her. Then he goes and uh, kills the DJ, smashing his fucking face in, and then cutting off his tongue, sticking it on the record that is playing, and the record skipping literally over his tongue freaking awesome scene this is a great great scene i love this uh then after that this is basically where we get to the final showdown and um Corey goes over to Lori's house um 
This is after Allison has threatened to move out. She's packed her bags. Um, Lori's found out about it. She's very upset. You think she's about to commit suicide. She pulls out a gun. She calls the cops and says, hey, I want to report a suicide at this address. Yeah, so, yeah, Corey pops the door open and Lori blasts this motherfucker right in the chest three times, sends him flying over the balcony again, a la 1978. Nice callback. Um, but it's flipped, obviously. She... uh she goes downstairs and of course he's not dead and she's like egging him on like fucking kill me like come on do it do it you little fucker and uh he just pops up and grabs the knife and's like if i can't have her no one can and stabs the shit out of his own neck like oh man it's so good so good. Big ass butcher knife right in the neck. And then she uh, pulls it out. Lori goes over there and pulls out the freaking knife like an idiot. And right when she does that, of course, Allison walks in the freaking door and Lori's standing over Corey holding a bloody butcher Which knife. Which Allison couldn't see the Michael Myers mask and him in a jumpsuit. Like, come on, girl. Get I- with it. You killed him. You're like, yeah, no shit, dude. If he walked in dressed like Michael Myers, you would have killed him too, moron. She didn't see the bullet holes? Yeah, in his chest, like, moron. Anyways, she's like, you killed him, oh my God. She gets super pissed and leaves again. And uh, she's like, fucking bitch, and takes off. She doesn't say that. I just made that up. But uh, she she takes off. And uh, Lori... Uh, like, well, I'm having a hard she, time remembering how this happens, she's but basically, like walking around and she notices the doors open, so then that's when she starts hiding because she's like, Oh, the real motherfucker's here. Yeah, yep, exactly. She heard his feet, she heard his boot, she saw the door and it went boom, boom. Heard those two, like, there's two feet sounds of Michael's boots, and she was, I'm gone. So she Michael. goes. Yeah, she she's like freaking out, right? And then you see Michael just reach out of the shadows and grab his mask. So now Michael's back, bitches. Stomped on the head. So by the way, up to this point, my Michael's only killed two people. He's probably in this whole two. movie. He's, what do you want to say? A whole five to ten, ten minutes. minutes. Yeah. Five minutes for the last ending scene because that's like a five minute homage, yeah. you know. But he's not really in that. He's just like riding on top of a car. So, um, yeah. So now we're now we're at the final showdown. Michael's got his knife. Michael's got his mask, and uh, it's Michael versus Lori, baby. And and it does not disappoint. Lori goes and hides in a closet again, a la nineteen seventy eight. And uh, does a little misdirection with the microwave, which was a cool scene. Um, she pops out of the closet, pins Michael's hand. No, they get into a scuffle. Michael tries to shove her hand into the freaking garbage disposal. Super cool scene um, because she took off his fingers in the first movie or the second. I can't remember. Um, anyways, Michael's missing fingers. 
And he's trying to get her back for that. And then dude, Lori just pins this dude down on the island in the kitchen uh, with a knife to the hand and then another knife to the hand and then drive that in with a fucking meat tenderizer and then pushes the refrigerator down on his legs. And then this dude is trapped, man. This dude is trapped straight up. And she walks up, pulls his, pulls his mask off, slices his throat, blood gushing everywhere. Beautiful scene. But do you think he's dead? No. Come on now. now. Michael bust up, man. He pulls the knife out of his hand, jumps up, grabs Lori by the neck, and is choking the shit out of her. And, of course, Lori, again, is like, just do it, man. I'm ready. Yeah, like, you put me through so much shit. Just do it. Yeah, just end this shit. Come on. And it, it would be fitting, right? They kill each other, like at the end. That's what I thought was going to happen. That would be um, a good. Ending. But then, but then Allison, good old Allison, pops through the door, saves the day. Hold on, you forgot something. When Allison's outside, the cop comes up to her, and he says, "Have you checked on your grandma? Is everything okay?" And she goes, "No, why?" And he said, "We got a call." I was on the phone. From- yeah. On Lori from Lori Strode's residence at either nine thirty six or nine forty six, which is important because he was supposed to meet her at nine o'clock that night, and he never made like you didn't return her calls, her texts, nothing. Yeah, good point. And she's like, "Oh my God, why?" And he's like, "We got a suicide call from your grandma's," and this is after she'd already walked into her grandma's house and accused her grandma of killing Corey, and realized my grandma would never call suicide. Something bad happened. And then she goes back and Good realizes, point. oh, my God, something bad happened. Yep. Yep. That was a nice revelation uh, from her, for sure. Um, Corey, Corey saves the day, but doesn't kill Michael. Um, she hands the Allison knife to Allison, not Corey. Corey. Jesus Christ. Oh, by the way, Michael kills Corey when he grabs his mask. He snaps Corey's neck in half. Like he Which snaps his boring. neck. Yeah, it's pretty boring, but Black it's okay. Luster. It's okay. It's realistic, not lackluster. Uh, it's boring. It's a movie. If I wanted realistic, I'd go watch something on the internet. So, Lori takes the butcher knife, slices or holds Michael's hand, the gentle embrace, and uh, slices his wrist, and says, "Goodbye, Michael." When right when he pulled when she pulled off his mask, I forgot to say this. She looks at him and said, "I'm not scared of you. You're not evil. You're just a man." And I thought that was pretty beautiful. And he too. was looking like the crypt keeper. Um, yep, yep. <laughs> so at this point, Michael is dead. Uh, the cops show up, and instead of them taking Michael to the coroner or to you know what they usually do? They load him in an ambulance. Uh, Lori, yeah, load him in an ambulance so he can escape again, like he always does. They strap him to the top of Lori's car, or uh, I'm sorry, Allison's car, and Lori and Allison get a police escort, which was super cool. The police are like, some of the police are like, "Hey, man, we can't be doing this. This is not what we do," and the. Sh- the big bad boy sheriff from the first two movies shows up and is like, oh, we're doing this. 
this is what we're doing tonight, boys. Give them a, a proper police escort through town. Uh, Sheriff Brackett's like, is it Brackett or is that Brackett from Rob died. Zombies? It's Brackett. Yeah, yeah, Brackett died. Brackett's from Rob Zombies. No, right? he's from Officer Brackett is from the original. It's Andrew. Oh, for, okay. Yeah, I yeah, got them all mixed died up. and killed uh, during the when they were beating him up in the street. Yep. Got it. Yep. So yeah, the the love interest of Lori Cop Frank was like, yeah, Frank. Thank you. Will Will Patton, who also reads all the Stephen King books on Audible, by the way. So every time he talks, I'm like, oh my god. Um, Mr. Mercedes. Yeah, it's Mr. Mercedes. Uh, it's Bill Hodges. So he, Aww. they escort him to the, they tie Michael to the top of the car. They take him to the junkyard. Um, Beth pointed out, by the way, when they get to the junkyard, that there's, uh, there's still the dead Bullshit. bodies. There's still the dead bodies of all these teenagers. Uh, no like, continuity. We don't care. Fuck, Evil man? dies tonight. Yikes. That was quite Justin, you missed something important. What? Lori holds Michael's hand after she slits his wrist. Yeah, I said that. Oh, okay. I missed way, that then. Way to pay attention. Um, well, you you stole what I was gonna say anyway, so I probably blocked it out because you stole my stuff. So Ooh. jealousy. That's fair. He's a um, thief. So the whole town is watching and cheering and and supporting as they drive Michael through the s- streets. Uh, and then Lori gets to dump Michael into the Grind- car grinder, the car thing. I don't know what they call this thing. I, no possible way for him to come the back chicken to wing? <laughs> Yeah, like. Yikes. The dude folds up and just fucking disintegrates in this yeah. thing. It's what? disgusting. It's I thought it was a pretty cool scene. <laughs> it's someone else. So, what did, Cheney, what did you think about the ending here? I mean, I get it. Because, I mean, when you're watching a horror movie and they try to kill the killer and they just shoot him once and you're like, cut his freaking hair off. Like, they went there. They put him in a freaking grinder. So, I mean, yeah. I I don't know how they're going to make a second movie. Or not a second movie. I don't know how they're going to make another movie from this. Um, unless we go with my theory that Allison is pregnant with Corey's child. And now it's an evil Michael Myers baby. I don't know. They're going to have to bring Cult of Thorn back, probably. Oh, gross. Hey, Conrad was good, okay? Nah. Yeah. Nah. Nope. 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 It did did breed a, a new Scream Queen, right? But that's about the only good thing that came out of that. Jamie. What's her face? The chick that plays Jamie. Oh, you're talking about Danielle. Yeah, I can't remember. Her name. Yeah, but uh, big 
like Cult of Thorn, they didn't really go really deep into it until the sixth one, and she wasn't in it. Did you hear what I just said? Kind of cut out there. Oh. No. Okay, so <laughs> Cult of Thorn wasn't like huge until the sixth one. Uh, they kind of introduced it in the fifth one, but J- uh, Danielle wasn't in the sixth one. So, um, Harris. But yeah, yeah, I love her though. Am I still cutting out? Just, just yep, cut it out. Cut Don't out. worry about That's what okay. I'm saying. Uh, just cut it out. Just cut it out. Um, yeah. So, all right. Let's let's rate this fucker. Did you say rate or the R word? Rate, rate. this fucker. That's out of out of five. We're gonna rate this movie out of five. Eight. Since Brandon's not here, a wholesome, wholesome four. I actually with the director's uh, prologue. I'll say this is a four. As a Michael Myers franchise movie, this is a one. But for the podcast, I will give this a four. Beth, what do you uh, what do you rate this? A two. All right. It sucked. <laughs> That's fair. I hate horror. Like horror movies scare me. I was bored. I wanted to play on my phone. I wanted my money back. By the way, no. we wa- we walked out of the theaters and she liked it. So. No. Yeah, you said yeah, that I- was actually pretty good. Yeah, because I didn't get fucking scared. I'm sorry, but like, come on, it's a slasher. There should be one kill that I'm like, ugh, that's a little gruesome. <laughs> go watch Terrifier. No. Yeah, go watch well, Terrifier. Every kill. Uh, Every single one. But here's the thing. I, there shouldn't be one extreme of like, holy shit, this is like triple X rated, not because of sexual stuff, but like the gore. All the way to like, hey, Halloween ends is G rated because we want our touchy feelies with Michael Myers and we don't want to have gore. Or right, really hard kills. First Ugh. off though, you're, you're watching a oh. Halloween. You're watching a Halloween movie. Halloween is not known for the gore. But Halloween kills. Or the brutality. I like that one. They actually kind of ramped it up a little bit. Like there was a little bit more like, ooh. They're actually going to end this on a little bit more of a. But they but they wrapped it around a what they call woke storyline. Okay. They could have not pulled a little bit of the woke out and still kept the brutality there. And then killed Michael with it. They didn't have to remove the brutality or the kills to remove the woke. They're not they should have made this movie Halloween Kills and made Halloween Kills Halloween Ends. See, I yeah. I actually don't agree because this is a continuation of the first movie, and the first movie is not brutal at all. I, but that's what I'm saying is to me. And because the first one was a letdown with what they did, I felt like they had something with the second. Hey, by the way, we're just going to do it to the third one again. Why? Why not have the trilogy be a trilogy? Why play leapfrog? I'm sorry. I hate when people do that. 
Yes, but, I am going to say about Rob Zombie, at least his two worked together. People may hate him. Don't give a shit. At least they worked. These three don't fucking work. Go back to the drawing board, fix them, come out with the three they should have been. These three don't work. They're not even related. The middle kid, that one was adopted. These two bookends suck. Fix the shit. Make them work. They're not continuity. They're not continuous. It fucking sucked. Fix it. That's why it gets a two. This is why people hate this movie and they're saying horrible things about it. It's a bookend. They wanted to put a little shiny bow on it and say, ew, Halloween ends. Fucking sucked. Fix it. That's my opinion. And if anyone wants to say Rob Zombie sucks, watch this one. I'll give White Horse any day. Put Shiri Moon in it any day compared to this piece of shit. Sorry. I'm going to let my nephews watch this. The kills weren't even that bad. The only thing bad is ooh, there's a knife, there's a gun, and a kid falls. There you go. Hydrize. Three scenes to hydrize with. I have never seen you that fired up in all of the 12 years. I didn't didn't even hide my eyes, Cheney. Not once. Any other horror movie, I hide my eyes. Or I close them. I didn't even do it once. I I had to hold my nose closed because the person sitting next to me, not Justin, the other person. But, like... I should at least have, like, my heart rate go up. No. I was tired. I needed caffeine. But let let me ask you a question. Did your, did your heart rate go up in the very first 1978 Halloween movie? Yes. That is the most boring fucking movie ever created on the face of the planet. There's literally like nothing me, scary about that movie. Nothing. But for someone like me, the suspense and not knowing. Not knowing like what? This one. Just a dude Anything walking around stabbing that. people. But this one, there was nothing. There was literally nothing. But that's the point. That's the point. See, to me, the second one of this, the second one of this trilogy, actually, is the one that doesn't fit in the tri- in any of the Halloween movies. But so, the second one in this trilogy fits in the Rob Zombie universe, whereas everything else makes sense. Because it's it's slow, it's not brutal. It's just kind of like guy walking around doing stabby stabby shit. Like I don't know. They pussified Michael. But I I get what you're saying. I understand, especially if you're a Michael Myers fan. Like I understand this isn't a Michael Myers film, and this isn't for everyone. I just like that. I just like I I think there's a place for gory, like no storyline, just basic dude walking around stabbing people. But I think it gets old so fast that you have to add layers to your horror movies uh, or else people stop watching them. And people were so mad at the first one of this new trilogy because it's just a dude walking around stabbing people again. And you're like, okay, we get that. We've seen that before. We want something totally different. And I applaud them for trying to do something totally different. And I, for me, it worked. But I also get why it doesn't work, especially if you're a Michael Myers fan. Especially if you're a Michael Myers fan. Totally get it. So for those reasons, I give this a five. This is, uh, I don't think this is better than Terrifier just because I, I like the gore. Um, but this is my favorite type of horror movie where I have to think. Uh, I don't know what's going on. It's very psychological. And I really connected, I feel like, with Corey, uh, the character, and what he was going through, his trauma, 
and how it affected him and how it, how it literally infected him. Um, I like how they played on the town uh, and the, they closed off the loop from the mob, mob mentality from the first one or the second one. Um, and they, they wrapped it up in a bow and I liked how they didn't bring any like surprises at the end where like Corey is missing from the house or Michael somehow his blood starts dripping somewhere else. Uh, like they just ended it and I like all that. So it's all good, man. I, uh, I give this a five Colton also gave this a five. So that brings the, uh, this, this is Colton's favorite movie of the year so far. Um, which it's right up there for me too. I think this is number two and, uh, yeah, so that, I think that gives our average a four and we'll go with that. I'm good with it. And I'm good, I'm good with what's it our, uh, like What's it. our next movie? Uh, VHS 99. VHS 99. All right. Yep. Yep. On shutter. And I think it comes out Thursday or on Friday Shutter. on the 20th. Not in the theater. So, yep. On, oh, okay. Not in the All theater. Right. Cool. Cool. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. VHS next week. And um, yeah, this, uh, this, this was a fun one. It was oh, fun to man. see. Get she fired got fired up. up. Like She's still fired up. I love it. I'm, I, there, if I hate something, like something just makes me that mad. And I've seen so many people, like you said, it's polarizing talking about it and then they'll talk crap about rob zombies and i'm like oh. i i knew something was gonna happen because you were pretty quiet and then boom like fire she's saving it up man saving it up now, i saw justin smiling so i was like oh he's enjoying this fired upness oh i love it i love it because it is polarizing and that's that's why i like this movie because it's not this for everybody and i know right that here like this yeah, there's like there's like a specific audience this is for, and not me. See, exactly, and that's okay. That's okay. Now you that's what watch Cherry Moon on a white horse. That's what makes this beautiful, right? Like, <laughs> that, that's the whole point. Also, all the people that are hating on it, there's as it's fifty fifty. So there's just as many people like saying this is the best one out of the whole series. And if, to me, if you take Rob Zombie out. This is oh, my favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah. But but I'm not a Michael Myers fan. I am a Rob Zombie Michael Myers fan, but I'm not a traditional Michael Myers fan. Justin, so. you'd be pissed if somebody screwed up Freddy though. I wouldn't because screwed they already screwed up Freddy. They fucking Freddy screwed up Freddy fingers. seven fucking times already, oh. so Freddy got fingered. <laughs> Everything after Dream Warrior is complete, <laughs> no, no, absolute no, 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 trash. No. New Nightmare is good. New Nightmare is good. Okay, fair. Fair. That was the Scream before Scream came out. Freddy, Freddy versus Jason was fire. No. Uh. <laughs> That's a comedy. That's not even a fucking horror movie. That's why I'm Freddy versus Jason. It is a fun movie, though. I, lo- I do love the movie, but it's not a horror movie. He was in that raunchy comedy. Yeah. The backwards man, the backwards man. Freddy got fingered in those woods. Freddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> All right. Uh, I, 
I think that about does it for us tonight. Um, we went and way. Now we found our TikTok. <laughs> yeah, we went super long, and uh, apologize for that. But I don't. Um, if you're still listening to this, we just want to say yeah. thank you and uh, thanks for coming on the ride with us. And, and I don't will... always rage, but yes, we love it do. when she does. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Yep. Thanks, guys. And we'll Bye. see you next week. Bye, Peace. guys. Bye.